Welcome to the Loving Lake Geneva podcast. I'm your host, Karen Stray Rappaport. Each episode, I take an outside-the-wake look at the area's most interesting people, places, and happenings. It's another great day here in Lake Geneva, and the lake, well, or the ice and snow over it looks stunning, so let's jump right in. Joining us today are Luke and Monica Pfeiffer, who recently acquired the Maxwell Mansion property. Maxwell Mansion is one of Lake Geneva's oldest and most cherished landmarks. Built in 1856 as the summer home for Dr. Philip Maxwell, who was a prominent surgeon from Chicago. And Maxwell Street Chicago is also named after the same man. We are so happy that his legacy lives on through this incredible property. We are so pleased to welcome new owners, Luke and Monica, back to their native state of Wisconsin and can't wait to hear their plans for this incredible property. Welcome, Luke and Monica. Thank you. Thank you. We're so excited to have you here. And I know, you know, Melgus Real Estate was part of the sale as the listing agent with Erica and you've worked closely with her mm -hmm. and she's awesome. And so we have been anticipating this as we've heard about, you know, the sale takes a while on a property like this. So we're so happy it's finalized, but let's start out with, you know, I hate to say it's the best kept secret in Lake Geneva because nobody that's a business owner wants to be a secret, but I feel like especially people who aren't local, they might know one or two aspects of this property, but they don't know everything it has to offer. So if we could just start by saying like, what is Maxwell Mansion? <laughs> Thank you, Karen. Absolutely, Maxwell Mansion. I mean, you call it you call it a uh, you know hidden gem almost is how we think about it here. And yes, you don't want to be considered that as a business owner, but that's also what makes Maxwell so special and so unique. Maxwell Mansion. We have 28 total rooms here. Most people think it's just the mansion itself, uh, but we actually have an acre and a half here uh, that includes 22 rooms located in our stables and carriage house uh, to the north side of the mansion. The mansion itself uh, is pretty exquisite. Um, it really gives you this charm and feel of a historic property. Uh, we have the apothecary bar that's on the uh, main floor. Um, bartenders are really great. Our mixologists focus on craft cocktails, making that cocktail that you're just going to love uh, to be able to have. We have the you just had one for Valentine's Day. We did. What, what? It looked so good. I saw it. The, the chocolate martini, I think, by far was probably one of the bigger sellers. Well, the other one is the Tie Me Up, which was the rosemary infused vodka drink. Ooh. That was the other one that was very popular. Yeah, such special and unique <clears throat> drinks. And, and Absolutely. I follow you on all your social media, <laughs> so I get to see all the concoctions. I think the Tie Me Up was the one that was posted on Instagram last, and that was kind of our popular one because people had seen it yeah. being made by one of our mixologists and it had the house made rosemary infused simple syrup yeah. that sounds so good even though it's pretty early in the morning right now as we're sitting here <laughs> still sounds i'd delicious. still take it. it still sounds great yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> and what about, so i know you, you just to back up a bit you mentioned you know you've got this this kind of main house with some hotel rooms in it. Yeah. And then you say there's rooms in the stables. Now, I think people get this like rusticy, like, oh, I'm gonna stay in a stable. These rooms are beautiful. Yeah, and how would you describe them to people? There's actually two buildings. So there's the stables and the carriage house. Um, and so the, the way that I explain it to a lot of guests, and this is a conversation I had this weekend a lot, was the stables are uh, more urban, they called it urban when they were doing it. So urban, but barn themed, rustic wood, but still more contemporary in style with that rustic touch. And then the carriage house, which is our two-story building, 
um, is a combination, I say, of both kind of the mansion and the stables because it has that rustic feeling with the barnwood doors and all of that. But it also has the Victorian kind of style of the mansion with kind of some of the mixing match furniture and the old style furniture um, to kind of tie the two together. So, and each room is different, right? Yeah. Each yeah. room is a little bit different. There's a little something special about each room, which is why you can book a specific room that you want instead of saying, I just want a room in the stables. Yeah. Which and it kind of makes it fun. It, I mean, they are really <laughs> something to see. And I don't know how people choose which room they want because they're all so great. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah absolutely. Yeah. And so you also have right now a big, huge, not just a little igloo, but a big, huge one. Have you had a lot of activity going on in there? Yeah, we have. Over Winterfest, we actually held, we called it the uh, Freaky Tiki, Tiki Fest. Fest. And it was really kind of focused on trying to bring warmth to the cold that was here in Lake Geneva. Um, so we did that out in the igloo. We also have uh, some other events that are going on. So actually, someone's having a birthday party real soon as well. Uh, and that's all heated. So we keep that igloo nice, warm and heated while we have events. It really makes a great place to be able to come and retreat, be outside, but still be warm. Nice. Yes. And then let's talk about the speakeasy because <laughs> you don't see this anywhere else. And can you kind of explain what that is? Yeah. So the speakeasy is... Um, it was created in the same image as a, a speakeasy would have been created in Prohibition. Um, right outside the mansion, a lot of people miss it. They walk into the mansion and have no clue they're walking past the entrance for the speakeasy, which was kind of the point in those days. So we had this little hidden area. Um, so when you walk down the stairs right next to the front door, uh, you knock on it just like you would have a speakeasy back then. The doorman opens the little window and you give a password. You find our password at Facebook or come and get a cocktail and we'll give you the password then too. Um, and then once you're let into the speakeasy, it's very um, old school. There's only enough space for one bartender because it's a small, tiny little bar because you're trying to cram people in there because you don't want people to know there's people down there. So it's it's highlighted the same as, as Prohibition eras. On the wall, there is a um, uh, copies of authentic uh, prescriptions. That's the word I was thinking about. Uh, prescriptions. So when in probation time, you couldn't get liquor or alcohol. You had to have it prescribed to you by a doctor. And so there are actual doctors and places in Wisconsin where it denotes like Stevens Point is one of them that's listed. A doctor in Stevens Point gave somebody a prescription for one shot of whiskey a day. And that's how you're able to get your alcohol legally. And then there's another wall actually in the back of all the pictures of people who were arrested during prohibition for having alcohol. So there's mug shots, but they're not like your common mug shots. They're fun. You can see the era of clothing, the twenties and, and see all the style from that time on that whole back wall. And so it's fun for people to look at all those different pictures and kind of trying to read the prescriptions and see where they're at. And um, then you also have a little hidden nook where if you were being chased by the police, they think they have you cornered in the back and you can sneak through the secret passageway to get through, which is a lot of fun. So cool. You really do when you go down there, you've totally feel like you're doing something illegal yep. so it's kind of fun <laughs> <laughs> that little excitement that exactly <laughs> it's like dark and mysterious it's just su such a cool thing yeah. now who makes up the passwords uh, so right now our social media our marketing person evan he's also one of our amazing mixologists he's been creating most of the passwords and he bases it off of what's going on for that weekend um but we also will have some fun groups that come in and we let them 
help kind of guide um, during Winterfest last week. Um, we were hosting two of the teams here and one of them was called Snowblind. Uh, they're one of them who actually, I think they took third place and took first for people's choice yeah, overall. Um, and they're called Snowblind. And so they're like, hey, can we make the password Snowblind? So we made the password Snowblind. Oh, that's so, so cute. And those those sculptures, by the way, are still out there well, and perfectly are. intact. So yes. for people who maybe miss Winterfest, come on down and you can still see them and walk right up to them. So it's one of the benefits of it being cold. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Last year they melted about five minutes exactly. after the judging. So um, and now over the summer, you have a nice pool out there, right? We do. It's a saltwater pool, actually, uh, which I don't think you find it's a heated, heated, heated saltwater. Salt water. It's not something common. Um, it's outdoor. We actually have two levels of lounging space as well with a little gazebo out there that people can kind of, or cabana, I guess you would call it. So you can lounge under the cabana and um, it's under some shaded trees. So there's some shady spots and um, we... We think people really enjoy the salt water instead of the chlorine pool, which That's is nice. nice. So Do you nice. have to be staying here to use the pool or to come have drinks at the pool or is that? So uh, typically you do need to be a hotel guest. This last year, they did have an opportunity for locals to be able to come on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And uh, we're still looking at doing similar programs for this year. We're just kind of working through the details and trying to understand from everyone what worked best and how do we enhance what we've had. Yeah, good idea. And then uh, I know there are people who have weddings here, right? Absolutely. Is that year round or mostly over the summer? Yes, it is year round. Yeah. So um, we've actually had one wedding in the front large igloo. Um, we're actually going to have another small wedding out there in March. March. Um, and then we'll use the ballroom most of the time during the winter season. Um, and they'll take over kind of the first floor of the entire mansion once they've booked their wedding. Um, but during the summers, we can obviously do a lot bigger, larger scale weddings. And they'll use the back uh, patio veranda area to flow into the inside and possibly use the front for um ceremonies as well. Um, one thing that we're actually opening up right now that we actually just started putting out there is a small ceremony package. It's called an I do package uh, where it is ceremony focused and it's for that person who just wants a super easy, easy button wedding. They don't want to have to plan. They don't want to think about it. Two to 15 people um, and it's all-inclusive package and we're including florals for the couple we're including uh, toast a cake and we're partnering with local vendors um, so we're working with lily pots and uh, bittner's bakery oh great so, great place i mean who wouldn't want a wedding like that right? just easy and i mean this place is so I, you just can't describe it over a podcast people have to come and see it the charm and the history and the grounds of it are so special so yeah. i mean what i'm getting and with that package they also get a, a one-night stay for the couple too oh no so we include that all together and and it's our way of trying to find it those people who are either sick of planning a big wedding and have either had to move it or shift it and just want to get married it's something easy that they can do and then do their big reception later or it's for somebody who's like, I don't really want a big wedding and I just kind of want to do my thing real quick. <laughs> Especially now. Yep, yeah, exactly. Pandemic, so. And yeah. so it's four choices they have to make and that's it. They're done. 
four choices, five choices technically, because you have to pick the time. Yeah. <laughs> that would sound exactly good for them, but you know, I suppose if they wanted us to. Yeah, right, right. That sounds yeah. so appealing. <laughs> and you also have live music here sometimes too, just at, at the bars? At, yeah, at the, we've been doing it in the ballroom mostly. Okay. So um, we had Tony Ocean and the Rat Pack here. Um, which is a, a big group out of Chicago. They only come to certain spots in Lake Geneva and we're one of them. Um, they were here last summer, but we decided to do them in the ballroom just after New Year's Eve. We had Jeff Trudell for Winterfest. And then we had Glenn Davis actually came on Friday night for Valentine's weekend. Um, so some kind of local legends coming and we're working on the summer kind of trying to find out either bands or individual artists and trying to bring in some more live music and things for people to do to just come and hang out. And I, and I was asking Luke about you had a swing dance or swing. Was it they were getting lessons like yeah. couples signed up? I mean, what a neat thing for Valentine's Day. It, it really was great. I think they had a lot of fun last night. We've done it a few times before. Uh, again, Evan, we talked about a little bit earlier, one of our mixologists and does some of our marketing as well. Uh, he was here teaching lessons. Jack and, of all trades. Yeah, <laughs> and just everyone, it's just so magical, right? And you talked about walking into the mansion and being special, but that's magical, let alone then to be able to come in, come in with your significant other and be able to spend some time together kind of one-on-one -on -one and learn a little bit about swing dancing and have some fun. And a lot of people stayed after to and did the open dance. open dance after the lessons. Yeah. Um, but we had three, we had three classes uh, yesterday. And I think everyone just had a great time. It's just great to see it's so full and so much life here. I drove in, parking lot is packed, rooms are packed. It's just, it's great to see, you know, in the middle of winter, this is happening. So um, let's just talk a little bit about the history. Uh, so this was uh, a, a surgeon from Chicago, right? And mm -hmm. I, I read where like some very historic figures have stayed here over the year, like Nancy Reagan, yeah. and General Grant, you know, just yeah. really. And I know on your website, you have the full history and it is really fascinating. I mean, he was, was he the one of the first or the first, the first. person was, to yeah. build here, right? Yeah. Yes. So some of the research we did, we found out that he was one of the first 500 people on the Chicago census. So that's a huge thing to say alone. But then to come here and actually build this on a five acre estate, which technically was considered Lake lakefront side, property, yeah, which obviously it isn't anymore. Yeah. Um, it's but close. It's close. <laughs> yeah. um, but lakefront property on a five acre lot uh, to come up here and build this mansion and be like the first person to really have a location here. Um, and then for us to own it now is is kind of crazy to think, and it's amazing. Um, but yeah, he had actual stables and and this large plot of land, and was doing general surgery because he was an army surgeon at one point. Yeah, um, he sounded like an amazing guy, and I know he only got to live here for three, three years, years, but his wife got to yeah. live here for many more after that. It seems to be the story that happened, like in Black Point. You know, a lot of stories where they build yeah. this grand home and then they only get here a few years, but. I mean, you know, for the name to stick and then Maxwell Street, Chicago, I mean, this man, you know, he left his mark, didn't he? Yeah, really did. <laughs> that's, normally when you explain people, they don't know who Philip Maxwell is. I'm like, well, you know, Maxwell Street in Chicago. They're like, yeah, I'm like, that's named after it's Philip the Maxwell. Guy. Yeah. And it sounds like 
Mikey was a really loved man. Very know, much so. so. And we're constantly researching to learn more and hearing more from local historians. We just, we love to learn more about it. And the, just the history is just pretty, pretty amazing. And it's part of what makes it so magical. Right. And I know it's changed hands a, a bit over the years with Dan and Christopher Brown and Nancy Waspy. Right. And then you bought it from Andrew Fritz. And um, I know he did a lot of work over the past few years um, to the building. So or all the buildings. So yeah. it's, it really, Really was fun to watch it transform and it doesn't really need anything but do you do you have any plans to change things at this time so the mansion itself we really kind of embrace the history of it and we don't have any major plans or changes for the mansion itself um, we want to continue to embrace that history as we learn more about it if there are pieces we learn about maybe this room used to be used that way maybe we'll do some small minor changes, but our intention is really to keep the mansion as it is, as a very More historic key. property. And, you know, that's part of bringing in business to be able to maintain the mansion. This is a, you know, fairly big building, older building, and having that business here helps support us to keep this historical landmark here in Lake Geneva. For the rest of the property, we're continuing to look at how can we expand the experience, right? We, the, igloos the domes are out there this year we'll see how we can continue to expand upon that how can we have more uh, social and intimate areas where individuals can come couples can come or maybe two couples come and they just want to sit down and have a cocktail or two and just enjoy themselves especially during the summer we want to find more of those social areas uh, throughout the grounds between the mansion and the buildings to the north the location is unbelievable i mean you can walk to the lake walk to town walk to a bunch of restaurants so i mean you know for people coming here to stay you cannot beat this location you know just right off of the highway yep. it's just easy to get to um, so what made were you two looking for a place to buy or how did this happen <laughs> so we've I've been looking for a very long time monica i'll let you say it in your words you always describe that it was kind of my hobby i guess looking for yes for i always said it's luke's hobby to try and find a hotel he was constantly searching um, I always knew he wanted to buy one and I've always been supportive of it, but it was one of those, okay, find it and we'll see where we go from there. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, we, you know, we're both from Wisconsin. Um, I'm from the Sheboygan area. We both graduated from Lakeland University. University. It was Lakeland <laughs> College at the time. It's, it's, it's hard it's to habit. say that. It's habit because we always thought of it as LC, now it's LU. But we graduated with hospitality degrees. Um, I ended up in hospitality by kind of pure accident. I was going to go into technology and uh, we owned an internet provider up in Sheboygan. We're one of the larger internet providers there. And unfortunately, right after we sold it, the building burned down. Hmm. And I was working part-time at a hotel. I kind of, as a kid, always with one of the things you play and imagine I played hotel. And I said, I'm gonna go work at a hotel. And did that, started school, didn't know there was such a thing as hospitality. And, and long story short, that's where I ended up. And really loved it. So we've been looking for a very long time to find just the right property. And I remember when we first saw this, we were looking at other properties in Wisconsin and out in the Seattle area where we were living at the time. Yeah. At the time. And, you know, we just, we saw it online and I'd looked at the property for a while. I'm just, I, I didn't quite understand it. You know, we had worked at Lake Lawn before, so we knew the Lake Geneva area. I knew about the mansion, didn't realize all the work that had been done to bring this property together holistically. And uh, so Monica was sitting next to me and she goes, well, what's that one? I was looking mm -hmm. at it. And literally we started flipping through the pictures and she just lit up like a big light bulb. And uh, we were excited uh, to come here. And we weren't sure. We're like, is, was, are, the pictures, are the pictures true, true, true or not? And we walked in the door and just like anyone else who walks into Maxwell Mansion, you just have that 
just that magical feeling where you kind of get the goosebumps and you just feel so special in your place here. And then we knew that, that right there, I mean, we literally mm -hmm. only stepped in the door yeah. and we knew that this was huh. going to be the place. We looked at another property the same. It was a quick turnaround looking at two properties within a 36 hour time period flying in from Seattle and coming back out um, and literally walked onto property. And I'm like, okay, the pictures were accurate. <laughs> this isn't, this isn't, this is something that's that's true and started going through the guest rooms and we're like okay <laughs> i think we're on board for this one we need to move <laughs> it really is i it's an amazing place and i i think that people were so glad when they heard that the buyers were from wisconsin and know the yep. area yep. and you know are going to continue the tradition and yeah. even just make it better so but you know i I'm trying to think back. I don't know. When you first looked at this, there was not a pandemic going on, was there? There was. It, oh, it, did, it, it had started already? It was, okay. it was, it was July, so yeah. it was pretty... We were a couple months was, in already. <laughs> we were a couple months in, and it was one of those where you thought it was going to be over based on the initial timelines, and we kind of realized this is going on for a long time at yeah. this point. So. And how has that impacted, you know, coming in here and starting the business? And It's interesting because there's a lot of things that you have to be more aware of coming into the business. I, I worked at a property out in Seattle. I was in a director of events. So having that experience of understanding the guidelines and the procedures and precautions you have to set into place was great to have that experience out there to bring it as owners here. Um, but the, the nice thing about this property and what we think we've talked about a few times that people love about it is their outdoor entrances. Most people don't like that in a hotel, but it's a boutique property. It's a different style outdoor entrance. So you're not having to walk through corridors. You're not having to walk through hallways past people. So you really can come here and feel safe because you can be on your own in your room. And the rooms are so, as you said, luxurious that uh, you don't have to leave your room. You don't need or want to leave your room, which is a nice feeling to have. So I think um, it's been a little bit of a, uh, a getaway for people, which I think has actually helped um, the style of this property, the way it is, has actually helped to to work through this pandemic a little bit more. And one of the things I knew, you know, going back to 9-11, to just which was so devastating to all of us, I was working in hospitality at the time, what you saw happen, and it was more on the business travel side, people started doing drive-tos. And it was all about where can you go that's nearby and local. And even when you look at the economy, when it goes down, that's what tends to happen. Uh, local destinations that people can drive to thrive because people don't have to buy airplane tickets. They can go for just one night or two nights. So it, it makes it more affordable. And when I think with the pandemic going on and everyone just looking to get out and they still want to do something, it's a very close drive from Milwaukee, Madison, Chicago, uh, that all the area around to be able to come and stay here. And then for locals throughout Walworth County and beyond, it's a great place to be able to come to that you don't need to worry about it being overly crowded. It's unique. It's special. And if you're going to make that trip out uh, during the pandemic, you want to do something that's special and unique. Yeah. Um, so I think really, you know, when we saw this early on, we really weren't scared. Of, of the pandemic and everything that was going on. We actually saw it as a huge opportunity for this property and really believed this property was gonna thrive. And, and to be honest, it's been better than we actually even initially anticipated. Oh, that's great. What's been the most fun thing since you've taken over that you have discovered about owning this place? 
I love finding things. I mean, there's just, there's Closet. so many, yeah, there's so many things here <laughs> in, in the mansion, right? And there's so many different places, you know, the attic in the mansion here and the different closets. We just, we keep finding some really cool things as we're going through. Um, we found a whole bunch of Valentine's cards, they're, they're val Valentine's postcards that from were from like 1918. Really? I, yeah, yeah, they were in a little, um, not a file folder, but just like this protective covering. And they were very well preserved, but it was Valentine's on the front of them. And on the back, there were some that were actually written on and notes written to people. Um, and they had been postmarked. And so you can see, I think the one said 1918. Um, but then there was also the guest logbook that was in there that was from like 1938 to 1940. Oh my gosh. Um, and there's all these notes from people like signing into this log. And it's like, it's, fragile and and very um it's authentic but you can see the handwritten log of people coming and going from here that was really cool to find that is yeah. neat what are you going to do with things like that that you find like, well some preserve? of it we're going to preserve here but we actually had talked about working with um the lake geneva museum mm -hmm. and trying to to do some stuff with them we have that they can actually show to others so oh that is yeah. so neat so yeah. and it's great we love the history and you know even just connecting and we, we got to go in there for the parade of, of trees and it was a very quick visit in at the end but it's just it's it's just it's great to see the history and be able to be able to share it with others yeah. as well. And that's so close by too. Yeah, that's another place people don't always know is there. Yeah. And it's amazing. The history in this area, really exciting. I've talked to history and I actually talked to somebody, an author who, when she was a little girl, she, her uh, father worked mm -hmm. for um, somebody who was at the mansion at the time oh, uh, on the mansion. Uh, so she lived here um, uh, as a little girl, nice. like in the servants. Yeah, it was kind of neat. Just everybody, you know, is connected yeah. in somehow or has a relative connected. So, yeah. so what about coming up? I am hoping spring is coming. <laughs> a few months. Hard to say as we're sitting here. <laughs> it looks nice outside and warm. The sun's out, right? You're not actually outside. <laughs> It is amazing that, you know, you go by the lake and there's the fishermen out there. It's just so active year round here. People are crazy. Nothing seems to bother them. The cold, the snow, we just keep going. And it's it's a very outdoor community. But yeah. but in the spring and summer, do you, you know, do you, are you planning some kind of exciting events? What do we have to look forward to this yeah, year? So we're already starting to talk to a few bands, a few musicians. Um, we're starting to kind of decide on live music, maybe on like some Friday nights and trying to find ways to do outside things um, so people can spread out still. And even if the pandemic slows down, people are still gonna wanna be outside and spread out. Um, so we're looking at some bands, we're looking at possibly doing um, some more swing classes potentially. We're also starting to create our private mixology classes. Uh, we beta tested it with my sister and some of her friends a few weekends ago where people can actually book a private class for them and their friends and get taught how to make a simple syrup at home. So they've got these little take homes that they can show to people when they're, when they're back having their party and be like, Hey, look what I can do. Um, because they learned it at this mixology class. I'm so in. Yeah, for that I love that. And we're going to try and um, see if there's some partners with some other vendors um, to do public mixology classes where you can just buy tickets and you can be part of it. And they've done those in the past. Um, they did uh, something with 
J. Henry, which is a local whiskey bourbon maker Wisconsin uh, from Wisconsin and Destor Gin. So they've done those in the past. So we want to kind of bring some of those around as well, where you can sign up for tickets and come to the class and then it's available to anybody. But we wanted to have that private option too, where you can have a group of friends come and it can just be you. So you can have your own little um, private event and, and time to hang out and learn something new, but also just kind of be together in that kind of setting where it's not just at your house. So we're, we're looking at kind of finalizing some of those details pretty soon too. So yeah, and looking at what other kind of entertainment type options we can bring here. Um, obviously, we're surrounded by a residential neighborhood and we want to be very respectful of that. Um, at the same time, we want to be able to support the mansion and the business that's here and the, and the, the business community around as well. Um, but there's a lot of different things we can do. I think there's just endless opportunities we kind of have right now that we're looking into and, um, and hopefully we'll be able to share some more of those as the summer kind of goes on. And as we kind of thaw out a little bit so we can make some of those decisions. <laughs> and so what is the best way for people to keep informed of what's going on here at the mansion or to go on and look at pictures of the rooms and you know, so see everything we've talked about? The best way to find it is through our website, our social media page. Um, we're on Instagram Maxwell, at Maxwell Mansion. We are on Facebook, um, Maxwell Mansion, Historic Maxwell, Maxwell Mansion, um, and we have social events that we post, um, so it's always on our page. Same thing with finding the password for the speakeasy. It's always on those two social media outlets. We're actually starting to get on TikTok as well. Oh, and then our website itself, which is, you can either go to MaxwellMansion1856.com, or uh, we also created another one called Stay Maxwell, which links to the same StayMaxwell.com. Stay um, but you can actually get to 3D tours of every single guest room. So you can literally look and kind of walk through to decide which room you want. There's also um, our social calendar that's on there that's always up to date and always getting more information added as we're finalizing details. So, And we will be creating an email list as well. We do have an email list of, of guests that have stayed here, but creating one for locals. Um, who just want to receive that email in when there are events and get updates. And that will be available uh, fairly soon. We'll post that on uh, Facebook and Instagram, and then we'll also have it on the website to be able to sign up. Well, great. I, I'm going to end by, I asked this of every guest, and that is if you could say one thing, of what is your favorite thing about Lake Geneva, this area, what would it be? Uh, I would say my favorite thing about Lake Geneva is just the experience that you get anywhere you go. Lake Geneva just seems to be, and we've known it from the outside looking in as well, as well as living here now. So just having everything so close together, yet you don't feel like you're crammed in a big city. So you, you get that experience. You can try different things. You can go to so many different places um, and just have days of things to do, but you don't have to do it all in a short period of time. It's a, it's a place you want to keep coming back to. Um, and I think that's kind of my favorite place, my favorite thing of Lake Geneva. Yeah, it's, it's really, and you feel at home here. I mean, from the day we initially started looking in July when no one knew who we were in the area, everyone's just been so welcoming, you know, everyone's nice. You got that, it's great to be back to Wisconsin, right? You got the Wisconsin <laughs> love that comes from everyone where everyone kind of really cares about everyone. And, you know, it's the state where people come up and give hugs to each other. It's just, it's the way we are here in Wisconsin. But 
you've got so much in just such a small area here in Lake Geneva um, from just great local restaurants, great local eateries, uh, other bars in the area as well. Some other great experiences. You got great outdoor activities. There's just so many things packed in such a small area, like Monica said, without it being a big city. Mm -hmm. And it just, you can come here and enjoy everything. If you need to run to the store, you got a store you can run too quick. If you need to go get, you know, clothes or dress, or you need help getting shoes, you can run downtown and, and, you know, find someone who's going to be there in a heartbeat to help you from all of our great merchants throughout Lake Geneva. So it's just really has that special feel to it. And then it's supported by tourism, which helps the area thrive, um, which is really important. That's ultimately what, you know, allows everything to be here. Exactly. Yeah, it's funny how you say, you know, we're, we are a very huggy community. So this pandemic has been very challenging because <laughs> yes. everybody's so friendly, you know, with the shaking hands and the hugging and, you know, it has been very hard. We can't yeah. wait for it to get back to normal, but yeah, the elbow bumps a little. You know, we'll see if it stays. No, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's exciting. This is not the same. But well, thank you so much for being here today, and and we're so excited that you're here and that you have taken over and looking forward to so many great times ahead here. And for anybody who has not been here, it's a must. And go online and just yeah, pick your room, or just come to the bar for a drink or the speakeasy for a drink. It's just anything that you do here is an experience. It's just an experience to be in this mansion and on the property. So thank you so much. And thank you. Thank you. As always, thanks to the listeners for letting me share my love of Lake Geneva, the natural beauty, the crystal clear waters, the sunshine and the sunsets, but most of all, the people. I'm Karen Stray Rappaport. Join me next time as another guest takes their place in the sun. Bye for now. I feel all right, like the morning I am golden. I can't stop the wonders.